Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Won't you come out to play? 204 DJS. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow night at DJS Night at the Capitol Grill. If you'd like to make reservations, which you don't have to. <clears throat> just to hang out with us in the bar. Uh, but if you want to make reservations for the dining room, we get the DGS special tomorrow or anytime. It's 314-725-0930. It's right there on Hanley. They have valet parking. Plenty of parking, though, in Clayton, you know, after 6 p.m. I, I almost never valet. I just find a parking space. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is tomorrow night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. The whole team is going to be there. And stairway to Kevin. All right, so uh, outside of... <laughs> What's going on in North Carolina, which is... Uh, yeah, catch people up if they're just tuning yeah, in. Not, nothing, yeah, nothing really has changed. There there was a shooting on campus at North Carolina. They do have a suspect. They've put the suspect's face out there. like a, It looks like an official photo, like a school photo yeah. or something like that. But no name to go along with it. Uh, we don't know yet how many people are shot. We just know that the entire campus is locked down. And I found this out because... My kid's one of the people locked down. <laughs> She's in cl- in class there today, and they're fine. Everything's normal. They're kind of hanging out, waiting for the all clear. But they're not going to have an all clear until they know what's going on with this person that was the shooter. So when <clears throat> I'm just curious, what she's saying when they're on lockdown, are they like huddled in a corner behind desk? Are they continuing with classes? They were initially continuing with class, uh, but then they realized that everybody was distracted following all of this on Twitter. So they yeah. kind of. Just kind of shut down that part of the discussion, and they're just in there. I think they have to lock the doors, things yeah. like that. Um, and it's probably different. I don't know what her classroom setting is. I don't know if they have windows or a lot of them or if it's in a more enclosed space. You're seeing some pictures on campus of students that that are in classrooms that have windows, and they're like sitting along the ground under a chalkboard. That might have been a high school. They're, but the high school... Well, I mean, think of all the kids. I mean, it's a campus. Think yeah. of all the kids that are just out there walking around right. the quad, going from class to class. They don't know what's going on. Yep. Oh. Apparently, there was a, a, an announcement over a loudspeaker system on campus, too. Like, you know, there's an armed person with a gun, go inside, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the crazy part, right? Is that that's the time we live in. Yeah. Like, you have to have that type of system set up and in place so that people walking around that may not have a phone that they're looking at or may not get the alert. Although I would think that a lot of the students get them. It doesn't mean, you know, it's a huge campus and, you know, and these things are open. You know, people just walk around. To your point, uh, over the weekend when I went to the movies, uh, at the very end, they do a thing about, you know, don't be a jerk and use your phone. And then they say, in case of emergencies, uh, Follow the lights to the exit and move away from the building as quickly and as far away as you possibly can. 
And of course, I know what they're talking about. But in like 1988, like no one would have ever considered it. No. Like the classic thing in law school was with free, free speech. You can't go into a theater and yell fire. But no one would have ever heard a message like that. If we would have, we'd have been like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I don't. And, yeah. and now in this day and age, we all know, oh, in case someone starts shooting. Yeah. And, in, you know, in that time, it would have been if there's like a fire. That, that's, that was the thing that you would have had as a concern, right? It wasn't um, somebody might open fire on you guys and pin you in or whatever. It was just simply if there's smoke in the auditorium, you go down, you go world. out those exits. That's what it's all about. And and the bigger, the more, I don't say the bigger, but the the other part of this is, you know, I'm, I'm tracking this during breaks and stuff just to see what's going on. I mean, I know my kid's fine, but, you know, this this whole thing is happening. And it's the first day of school. And this guy tweeted that his eight-year-old daughter is in her first day at school and she's locked down. Mm. Like, they don't know when they're going to let kids out of school at this point. Mm. Um, you know, it's 310 Eastern time, so they're past dismissal time for a lot of these schools. And they can't let anybody go because they because campuses are all locked yeah. down. They can't take the risk of somebody getting in. So, you know, this is a whole area, like a metropolitan area around this campus and multiple college campuses in that same vicinity, too, that now are all impacted because this is happening. And this happens so frequently. It's not even on the it's I mean, you finally have something on CNN now. It's not on the TV behind you. You know, I mean, like this kind of thing used to be, oh, my God, stop the presses. This is what's happening now, and now it's just, oh, yeah, it'll get a couple minutes, mm -hmm. and then it'll move on probably back to politics because that's where they always go. Yeah. That's the part that's crazy is you know, when, you're, when you're looking at this coverage, you, well, you can't, you can't disrupt the political talk to talk about breaking mm -hmm. news. We got to talk about right. all of that <clears throat> stuff. Did you see, it's a different deal, but did you see the video of the guy uh, living in the apartment building who put some sort of poison in a syringe and he uh, put it underneath his downstairs, I believe it is, neighbor's door. And they had like a ring camera or the, or the apartment building had uh, uh, closed circuit cameras, whatever. And you can just see him walk down, do it, walk back up. And the whole thing was they have a baby that cries. And and it was poisonous. And, and that's what he was trying to do, I guess, was kill all of them or kill the baby or something. And it's like when you live in a world where your upstairs neighbor doesn't like bang on the the floor or call the uh, the landlord, they just put poison in a syringe and just put it under your door. You you never know. That's the thing. You never know. There's nowhere that you can go today. Church, synagogue, uh, school, your home, a park. There's nowhere you can go but did, where you're not in this kind of danger. Did you guys see over the weekend that there were two people shot at the White Sox game? Yeah, I did see no. that. At the ballpark, inside the ballpark, they were shot. And it, they don't, they still, at least to my knowledge, they haven't announced where the shots came from. Because either somebody got a gun inside a Major League Baseball stadium or the shots came from outside the stadium. Mm. And one of the stories was that it could have been from a mile away. That, that, and I'm like, all right, I mean, that seems a little bit crazy, but that, that just goes back to your point, David. And, and it goes back to your thought about, not your thought, your experience in the theaters over this weekend. So you would, you know, in, in not that long ago, if somebody's being disruptive, they would be com uh, confronted. And now they're not being confronted because of the threat that something, I mean, it's all flipped, right? We, how many times have we talked about seeing 
cars that just run through red lights downtown, they don't get stopped. Why don't they get stopped? Well, A, there's no police downtown. I mean, there's no squad cars. There's nobody there to see it happen. But also, how many times have you driven down the highway in the last year, year and a half, two years? No plates, no stickers, oh. no no temp tag. I mean, literally nothing. And yeah. I'm on like a $70,000 truck. Yeah. Nothing. And they're not getting pulled over, obviously, or, or they wouldn't be that way. They would have those things. It feels like a lot of that has flipped to where the general public is so dangerous, or at least that's the view. Maybe it's not really true, but it's at least the thing in the back of everybody's head that just confronting someone who's doing the wrong thing is so dangerous that you just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to take that risk, even in the spots where you're the person in charge of doing those things. I mean, a friend of mine, God, I can't remember when it was, but might have been five, six, seven years ago, a guy that I went to high school with was officiating a soccer game, men's league soccer, made a call, guy didn't like it, guy comes up and punches him in the face and kills him. Wow. wow. Guy died uh, maybe a day later just because of the way the punch hit him. Um, caused some prompt, caused damage at the brainstem, and that was it. And again, it's that kind of thing, right? Like, who would have thought in a scenario like that, where you're just at a men's league soccer game, where it would turn into something like that? But then we see all of these different cases. You see the stuff that happens downtown St. Louis on weekend nights with people just doing donuts in front of police headquarters. Like, if that can happen, why would anybody ever say anything to anyone ever? And if you don't start to turn that back the other way, if it's just going to, I mean, I'm not going, I'm not in the, you know, society's crumbling camp, but at some point you got to turn it back the other way, right? At some point, somebody in authority has to start asserting that authority. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it does get to a point where you may not get back from it. I, I'm trying to make this make sense to myself in some way <laughs> uh, because it's just so scary and so unsettling to talk about this kind of stuff. You said it was the White Sox game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Did, did I see you tweet about this, Wheels, that they wanted, people were calling for the game to be paused and then the organization didn't want to do it? Uh, that was Ranji. Okay. Ranji so was, was tweeting Ranj that, that stuff. I, that yeah, I, I mean, like two people got shot in the stadium. And they kept playing the game. I, I mean, I think that's part of the problem, too, is it's like, why are we so comfortable with just carrying on as if nothing is going wrong? Like, do you think that would make a difference if we could all actually go like, yeah, maybe this game isn't the most important thing in the world. We should make sure that no more people get shot first. And well, maybe they just, put a stopped, pause they on just it? stopped their third NFL game because a player was non-responsive. So that's a new thing. Yeah. And we're doing that all the time now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, you would think that an active shooter would be a bigger reason. And, and you know, you don't know exactly the circumstances here. I mean, you don't, in that White Sox thing or in any of those other things. And they're all a little bit different. It's not like everything should automatically shut down every time something happens. And it's not the opposite, where you should just always proceed business as usual. I mean, every case is a little bit different. But, I mean, it, I, don't, I, I know this is a terribly cliche sounding way because it's from a song it's from a song but i mean we're very comfortably numb about all of yeah. this <sighs> i mean school shootings are so regular that they don't really register you know the gun going off at a sporting event uh, i mean all of what was the, uh, i'm trying to think what was the other one that was recent there was another recent thing but I, you the know jacksonville you th shooting uh, the jacksonville shooting and you got that not that long ago 
and or not that what was it Friday that mm-hmm. that happened or Friday, Friday or Saturday? Or Saturday. Yeah. It's just, and what are we covering mostly? Politics. What's most of the news? Politics, culture wars, fighting with each other over stuff that is not that huge yeah. of a deal at the end of the day. Yeah. But in the end, also leads to some of this. 221 DGS. So back when uh, Trish was on the show, anytime we would talk about anything woo-woo, she'd be like, oh, great, space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great, space stuff. <laughs> Wheeler and I'd go back and forth and share our eyes. We'd just glaze over. Uh, and then I found out that our own Michael Calhoun from the newsroom is really into this stuff. You you hid this well for me because I'm super into this stuff. Uh, like, tell me what kind of stuff you're into. Uh, well, when I was in third grade, I was obsessed with Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when that movie came out, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what uh, that's what sparked it. So, you know, kid, uh, you know, taking vacations to the Kennedy Space Center and stuff like that. One of the coolest moments was, you know, we were on a vacation on the top floor of a hotel overlooking the ocean, and a uh, big airplane flies by with a space shuttle on the back, because that's how they transport yeah. it. Um, and so, you know, even today, taking a look at uh, what's happening with SpaceX, and especially, I love what's going on with uh, Artemis and going back to the moon mm-hmm. uh, and what it could take us, you know, from there. Um, and uh, I-, I would love to see people pay more attention to this. I feel like in this age of, you know, people turn on the news and they're like, man, it's so polarizing. It's so depressing. Mm-hmm. It's so, well, you know, decades ago, the news was also a bunch of, uh, you know, scientific advancements and, you know, Americans going to the moon. Will we beat the Russians? You know, so I feel like if uh, if we focused a little bit more on some of the cool stuff we're accomplishing, we might be a little bit more happy. We're hard to impress, aren't we? We really are. <laughs> like we've been to the moon. We have a helicopter on Mars. Uh, we, we, Voyager's been past the outer planets. Uh, we have the web that can see back almost to the Big Bang, and people are like, snore. Yeah, it's like, um, the quote from Apollo 13 when they didn't carry any of the stuff on, mm-hmm. on TV, and they're like, they said you made uh, going to the moon look about as exciting as a trip to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people just get used to I it. I wonder how big of a deal it will be when we go back, when, when we send people back. I think when people are on the actual surface of the moon. Yeah. People will pay attention because so, it's been so long. It's my understanding that Russia recently crashed <laughs> onto the moon. Mm. That's how they do things, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It really is. We're so afraid of them for so long, uh, and then actually, some of their I think the the Soyuz actually um, doesn't splash down on water. It uh, has a soft crash down onto land, and then airbags wow. keep it from. Falling apart. So the Russians literally do just figure, let's just crash it. And then was it India that recently landed? Yeah. The, the South I think Pole? They put like a, that? Uh, a rover yes. on the moon. Not humans. Yes. But I think they're the fourth country. I think you're right. To even just put anything. And I don't, I don't think, and I'm not suggesting in any way it's like a conspiracy theory or a sci-fi movie, but interest in the moon is really heating up. I think that uh, the muckety mucks have figured out that there are great resources there, you know, not just mm. as a way to get from the moon to Mars and then from Mars to Neptune or whatever, but just like physical resources. And no one really owns the moon. And so everyone's trying to get there to stake a flag and mine it. 
Was that what it's going to be like? I think so. Staking a flag and, well, the Americans got to this quadrant first, but right. we can't go there because the Chinese have claimed that and, you know, the moon gets divided up. Is There's that- a Brad Pitt movie called Ad Astra, which I think you would like a lot. And it's not a documentary, but uh, where it's set, the moon is the first place you fly and then you go to Mars. But the moon is like the Wild West. So it's West. like St. Louis. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Should we just put a giant arch on the moon and say stop here and then keep going to the, and again, the Mars or whatever? again, like St. Louis. It's the Wild West, and you have all of these people driving around on rovers shooting at each other because there's no real law about who controls the mining rights. Does that mean that if uh, if there's a conflict on the moon, does it result in something here? You know, the, the U.S. So? And, and Chinese, you know, yeah. astronauts get into a tiff on the moon. Does that turn into a geopolitical conflict yeah. on Earth? Who knows? So what's on your mind recently with, with the space news? Just watching, uh, for me, it's watching Artemis, uh, this huge new rocket, you know, especially with, I, I think it's pretty well uh, been tested and they have confidence in it. But, you know, especially with the SpaceX stuff, it could blow up at any any time when it's new. Um, so the moon stuff, you know, they still have to get the, the lunar lander together. I think SpaceX was actually going to do that part of it. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, they go to Boeing, you know, to build the Mercury and Gemini capsules. You know, they went to SpaceX for the... Um, Lunar lander, and uh, I don't think it's—I don't think they were able to do it. I think I think they're having to go to like Lockheed Martin and say, "Can you come up with a secondary, you know, version of this for us?" Because yeah. uh, SpaceX hasn't. I, this is people have had this sentiment since uh, Kennedy said we're going to uh, the moon this this decade, but there's a new. Uh, more aggressive form of it I've been seeing lately where people are saying this is a huge waste. Every dime we spend on looking into the stars or going to the moon or going to Mars, we have enough trouble on this planet. We're not going to terraform Mars. Let's just stop global warming here. Uh, Let's stop wasting our time and resources on space. Your response. Uh, What if Christopher Columbus had come to the new world and nobody had followed in his footsteps? Yeah. You know? We talk about clean energy. What if there's uh, something on the moon that helps make a uh, fusion possible? And all of a sudden, we, we're not even talking about nuclear plants. We're talking about total clean energy. You know, I feel like it's uh, it's that kind of stuff. It's the technology you discover through the struggle of trying to figure out this big challenge. And then you realize we can use this for 10 other different things. So would it be a no brainer for you? We've talked about on the show like uh, Shatner and Bezos and people like that going into space on like a tour would you do that in a heartbeat? Do I have to pay for it? No, we're going to pay for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although I do kind of laugh at the ones that uh, the Bezos one, where it basically takes you up to the yeah. edge of space mm-hmm. and it's like two minutes and it's basically like an arch. You go up mm-hmm. and then just come right back down. You don't, it's the Alan Shepard. It's not the, the John Glenn. Yeah. You know, right, going right. to space. So. so are you like a space nerd watching all the shows and the movies and. Uh, there is a good show on Apple TV Plus called For All Mankind. It's really good. That's an alternate history. Yeah. And uh, if the competition had continued between the Soviets and, and the U.S., would the Soviet Union have even collapsed if uh, if they had beaten the Americans to the moon? Mm-hmm. Um, would we have gotten to Mars by the 90s? That's a, So that's a really cool show, just to see, you know, flat screen TVs by uh, and computer screens by 1992. Yeah. It, <laughs> An it example really of technology from the space program. Uh, do you bristle when people talk about the moon landing being faked? I just laugh. Yeah. Just dismiss it. Yeah. I don't feel like it's... I feel like that's settled. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Are you much into, like, the web and the galaxies, or are you more of a, a moon guy? 
Um, I think I I kind of follow what NASA does, where humans are going. Mm-hmm. That's really what's been the adventure aspect of it. Yeah, it's very the cool. Most interesting to me. Thank you, Michael Calhoun. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Dave. And in my this is going to sound so stupid. Uh, I ran across a TikTok last night of the Beatles on some talk show, and they were playing Hey Jude, but they were really playing it. They were such a great band. <laughs> like yeah. we, we know they're a great band in the studio, but man, were they just a solid band. In fact, John Lennon once famously said later, maybe even after they broke up, but he's like, you know what? We were just a great little rock band. So true. The pieces fit. Yeah. They were just so good live, and I never think about them playing live because I was a baby back when that was happening. (laughs) Dave, did you ever watch Get Back, the Peter Jackson documentary? I tried. I mean, I I can't explain this one to you, Rach. I'm the the biggest Beatles fan you probably know, and I remember going to the theater as a kid to see the original Let It Be movie, uh, and it was so dark, and there was so much fighting, and it really upset me, and uh, this one was my way to reclaim the Beatles, you know, and they were having a good time and such. But I made it through, like, the first episode, and I never went back. Hmm. And I can't really tell you why. It's, I mean, I found it extremely entertaining. It is a little tedious if you're yeah. not, like, a dork about the Beatles. Um, but but I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but there's this great part where, like, Paul and John are being Paul and John and mm-hmm. zeroed in on each other and just running this band. And George gets sick of it, and he's like, that's it, all right, I'm quitting the band, goodbye. And they're so used to this happening that they all just keep jamming for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so hilarious. Like, it's sad because, you know, George is at home, like, mm, feeling bad yeah. about himself, and he wants out of this band because he's not being included enough. But the rest of them are just like, everybody's getting on the drums, Yoko Ono's getting on the mic. Like, they're just having a good time jamming together. It was a very famous exchange where George was very polite and under the radar, and Paul was being bossy, and he's, and he's telling George Harrison what to play. And he's like, Paul, I'll play whatever you want. I won't play at all. Whatever pleases you. <laughs> and I said, what a burn. What a, like, soft, sophisticated burn. Yeah. My mom saw them live. Wow. Oh, so cool. my sister. I don't remember what year it would have been. It was, it, it might have been 66, mm-hmm. something in there. She was in high school. They, they were like class of 68. So it would have been probably around then. Uh, and actually, it was like, it was August. So it was whatever that is now. What is that? Uh, 67 years ago? Yeah, man. Yeah. No, 57 years ago. How would, I mean, I've, she's described it to me before, like what that was. Mm-hmm. But she was like, it was, yeah, I was everybody just screaming. <laughs> just yeah. a, lot of, a lot of screaming, hard to hear. Yeah, these guys, they didn't have sound systems like today. No, They no. just had amps. And for the most part, they couldn't hear each other. They would just sort of watch each other and hope that they're at the same place. That had to be really hard. Because, like, they think about it. it now, right? You can put an earpiece yeah, in. Yeah, no, they hated it. Ugh. Man, how would you want to even play in front of, like, play in a concert venue when you can't even hear yourself? Yeah. Rach, what do you got? Okay, I want to talk about, this might be a little heavy, but let's talk about it anyway. Um, The older I get, learning to do new things has never been, like, more important to me. I want to, I want to learn more than I've ever wanted to learn in my life. 
when I was younger, I just didn't, I didn't really care about school. I'm sorry to say I didn't, I just took everything for granted. And I thought if I want to learn a new thing, that's for future Rachel to worry about. And now as future Rachel, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I really wish I would have focused more whenever I was younger because my brain just isn't as that's plastic. It, exactly. Like it's just harder to retain information and absorb things than it was whenever I was even five years ago, you know? So I think about once a week in seventh grade taking guitar lessons from my science teacher, Mr. Coons, and I was obsessed with guitar, and I was taking these lessons, and and they were difficult for me, and I didn't practice, and I didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I would give so much to go back and care. You know, like yes. what sorts of things do you wish you would have uh, guitar, because I, I took, like, one guitar lesson. We could be in like... the greatest band right now. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> uh, piano, for sure. I took, like, four years of piano lessons, and I just, I was so bad at practicing. And my mom would just be like, go practice. And I would just, you know, play scales. I wasn't even playing the music that yeah. my piano teacher had laid out for me. Uh, really wish I would have tried harder at Spanish. Whenever I took that in high school, it was like, oh, I just have to take one year of this language and that's all. And then I don't have to take it anymore. So stupid. You should have mm. learned the mm -hmm. second language. That's such a skill to learn. Phoebe's junior, senior year, we were talking about her schoolwork and, uh, she said one of the greatest sentences of all time. She said, I don't want any more knowledge in my head. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. I'm like, okay, good start. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. Like, I was a terrible student because I just didn't care. But I was, I, I was, the, I was the worst sort of recipe. And a lot of you out there can relate to this. I was smart enough to put everything off to the last minute, cram, pass the quiz or test, and then move on. And retain very little. And uh, and like you, like later in life, man, I wish I could go back and get a PhD or, you know, I, I was 22 and I went to law school and one of my good buddies there was 37, which mm -hmm. seemed like a million. I'm like, dude, you're going to be dead in five years. Uh -huh. Why are you even in law school? But he was an engineer and he went back at 37 and he tried and he took it seriously. And sorry, I can't play softball with you guys. I have to study. And yeah, the difference like 10 years makes. Yeah, I, uh, well, I would have loved to have been a lawyer, especially like being on this show and learning so much about the way the law works, like from you, Dave. I just, I always thought I would have liked it as a little kid because of like law and order and stuff. I mm -hmm. thought it was like the courtroom moment. That looked fun to me. But now that I understand it a little better and I've watched so many like, yeah. documentaries and stuff about like court you cases. would have been really good at it and i'm not saying that because we're friends when you go through law school and i'm sure that medical schools like this as well maybe like it engineering whatever or sports like with kev like i'm no wizard uh i'm not like the sorting hat for hogwarts but you can meet people and go yeah you probably would have been pretty good at that mm. like for example i would have been a terrible doctor I've said it before. <laughs> I don't have the physical stamina. I can't stay up all night. I would have been cutting off the wrong leg and, you know, like, thank God I, I didn't get that bug, got my butt to go do that. Yeah. My thing would definitely be would be sports. I, I, don't, I think I did what I should have done in school. Like, I learned the things that I wanted to there, and it put me in the path that I wanted to go on academically. I wish I would have thought that I was worse than I was. Oh, so you would have tried harder? I, I, I tried hard, but I would have done. I would have been more disciplined at certain things because my dad used to bug the crap out of me about you got to lift more weights, you got to get stronger. You got to, and I would be like, I'm fine, I'm already good. Mm. This was mostly like 
high school. By college, I'm like, oh crap, definitely got to do that. But by then, it's kind of dies kind of you're behind you're behind a yeah. little bit in that regard. Yeah, I think a lot of kids run into that issue where. You hear about like, you see this on TikTok a lot. People are like, "Are were you a gifted child and now you struggle as an adult? Mm-hmm. I don't really like the whole gifted child label, but I think a lot of kids are told like, oh, you're really smart. You're special. You're really good at this. And they're used to things coming easy to them. So then if something doesn't come easy, your you, your mind kind of tells yourself like, well, maybe this isn't meant for me because I don't have to try hard to be good at things. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who never learned the skill of being bad at something for a while in order to get better. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely one of those people. Like, I, I would just, I would try something, and if I wasn't immediately good, I'd go like, eh, it's not for me, and I would move on. Speaking of sports, I can't let this one go by without talking about this. Did you see Trump with the uh, golf championship? Yeah. <laughs> he he won his Bedminster, I believe, well, senior uh, for the fifth time and shot a 67 and uh, will you someone find his tweet? His tweet is priceless uh, where he talks about he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a really great golfer slash athlete. Well, he's like explaining why he got a 67. Why he didn't cheat. He says he beat Phil Mickelson's score. That was the part that made me laugh. Like, yeah, one of I the top it, golfers yeah. in modern times. And yeah, sure. You're playing at that level. Did you All also right. see that he can't leave the country to go to Scotland? For the PGA. Oh, wow. <laughs> because of the indictments. Wow. Oh, this is here. a good... Tr- so it, it's a truth it? social post. Yeah. I am pleased to report for those that care that I just won the senior club championship. Must be over 50 years old at Bedminster, Trump National Golf Club, shooting around of 67. <laughs> now, some people will think that sounds low, but there is no hanky-lanky. Many people watch. What the hell is hanky-lanky? <laughs> I don't way. know. I'm okay. sure it's a typo because the P and the L are not that far apart. Okay. Many people watch. Plus, I am surrounded by secret service agents. <laughs> Not much you can do, even if you wanted to, and I don't. For some reason, I'm just a good golfer slash athlete. I have won many club championships, and it's always a great honor. Lie. It's a lie. What's this? Is this Kim, what's I love he? that. Is this guy Kim Jong-un? Is he going to make stuff up? You going to win the high jump two there, Don? That's bad following up 6-3-2-15. It's just like, I mean, come on. that's Here's a bad a, couple of days. All right, so fine. Let's throw this out there. Play a whole round on camera. Play a whole round on camera. Let's see what you shoot. I bet it's in the 90s. And it's not a knock. That's not easy. Yeah, no. I mean, I can't it, shoot in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I got a lot of family members that are really good golfers. They shoot better than that, but they're good and they're in better shape. So let's say he's good and we can take the whole shape. All right, fine. He's in the 80s then. Wonderful. That's There's nothing wrong with that. Why do we need to pretend? I love that he's implying that the Secret Service would in no way allow him to cheat. Right. Like they're right. like morally Draw obligated right. to stop it. Yeah, right. they're, they're exactly. not over there going. They're not over there going. Uh, yeah, uh, POTUS is, uh, he just kicked that one, but no, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Take a sad song. 251 DGS. Beautiful day out there today. Happy Monday. We'll see you tomorrow at DGS Night at Capitol Grill in Clayton. We'll be there 6 to 8 p.m. Just literally hanging out in the bar, doing nothing but, you know, hobnobbing with you. If you want to make a reservation for dinner, 314-725-0930. This is pretty funny. So, uh, Tim, the owner of Triton Exteriors, is here. He thought he was here just for a meeting to talk about ideas for the live endorsements. (laughs) And uh, so we're sitting here shooting the crap, and I'm like, okay, well, sit there. Use the headphones or not. And it was like a little kid who's been taken to the dentist and told you're just there for a consultation and you're getting your teeth pulled he was like oh we're on the air oh good yay okay so 
totally ambushed. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's how we do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wheeler didn't even know he's going to be on the show. And then yep. he showed up. All and of a sudden, like, I'm like, part of the cast. Guess I'm here. So uh, I talk about you all the time. Just do a little general introduction to the DJS audience of you personally and then Triton. Okay. Um, I'm Tim Nesbitt with Triton Exteriors. I started uh, started it in 2013. Um, been doing it for about 10 years now, actually owning the Triton Exteriors itself. We've got uh, over 800 positive reviews. We do roofing, siding, fascia soffit gutters. And a couple of years back, we started doing fencing, um, which has been great for us and, and everybody else. And uh, and we've been doing it in St. Louis for roughly 10 years now. I love um, the fact that you come from the hospitality industry. Yes. That's, I think that's really interesting. Right. And uh, customer service is huge. It's been ingrained in me since day one because I was in the hospitality industry almost 20 years. And uh, and I brought that to Triton. And, and I think that's what it helps us excel because I answer my phone always. Yeah. We, we – uh, Customer service just comes first, uh, even from um, just even in the shower. I answer my phone, not to let everybody know that. But we all have a visual. Yeah, we do. We just take care of everybody as best as possible. I stay up at night worried about customers and how I can make things better. And as you and, well know, uh, it's like when I was a lawyer. Uh, yeah. w- when I became a lawyer, I was from, you know, small town, Illinois, and I thought I was like Abraham Lincoln. Like, I didn't realize that people hated lawyers until I <laughs> actually got out there. I'm like, right. oh, you all hate me. Right. Uh, and you were in a business. I just did my live for the Better Business Bureau. And as you well know, most of their complaints are about people in the construction business. And right. the classic is a shiny, attractive person shows up, sells you a job, and then you never see them again. And you're lucky to see anyone again for the next couple of weeks, which is what you guys don't do. Correct. I show up in every one of my jobs. I, just, I check on them. I get them started. Uh, we maintain them. My boys, I talk to them throughout the day. And uh, we take it, the customer, me, me, myself, I don't do any salespeople. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I think is for me in my industry is I, I want to meet every one of my customers. I want to take care of every one of my customers. And that means I need to be on every one of the jobs and oversee each one of them. So I think that really helps me shine and stand out and uh, gives me better control of, of the jobs and, and quality control, really, you know, and customer service all the way through. So I think that definitely helps us stand out. Yeah. I love the first time we met, and I've used it in almost every one of my lives for you, when you say when you do a bid, you're almost always the, the middleman. Someone's going to undercut. And you're like, I have no idea how these people can put a roof on for this. And then other people are going to add 30%. And you're like, I don't know how they sleep at night. Like, it, <laughs> it doesn't take this much money. Right. Right. We're running across that all the time. I just actually did a bid for a gentleman where the guy was $5,000 more. And I'm like, industry standard. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. I try to be right there um, for the company size that we are and stuff like that. It's perfect pricing. But, yeah, that you, you see that a lot out there. And I, I just, I just, we just don't do that. You know, we don't price gouge and we don't underbid because we don't, we're not going to shortchange you by, you know, coming in cheaper than everybody else. I don't want to be a race to the bottom. Yeah. You know, on that kind of stuff. So, so I did a little, as we were talking out there, I did a little bit of roofing with uh, Coach Scroggins from high school, had the side hustle, and I would get up there and do that. So I know how difficult that is, especially when it's hot and this summer's been brutal. How's it been for your guys? Incredibly brutal, especially with this heat wave that just came by, uh, came through. It was just, it was crazy hot. We had to, like with roofing, you know, we have to pull off no matter what, generally around noon that day after we get all the the tear off done, we put our underlayments down. And then, you know, you have to shingle 
in the morning. If it gets too hot, you know, you can't walk on those shingles. It'll damage them, footprints, whatnot. Yep. And uh, so we got to pull off on that. But for siding, my, my guys are out there from 8 in the morning till 8 in the evening. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely proud of them. I can't believe they did that. Um, I, I asked them several times. They didn't have to be out there that long. But, you know, they're troopers, and they really wanted to be, and they wanted to keep pushing the jobs. And, and I uh, give a shout-out to them so much. Without them, we wouldn't be where we are, and they're extremely hard workers and yeah. proud of them because of that. Very, very cool. Well, we appreciate your trust in us. Hopefully you've been getting calls from the DGS audience. Um, if you want to talk to Tim, and you will talk to Tim, uh, 314-717-1159, triton-stl.com. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 